0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Waste Management Open. So, in this video, I'll be going through uh, my simulated results of this golf tournament, comparing them to the odds that are available. We'll look at some head to head matchups. We'll talk through some one and done options and we'll get you out of here. Uh, remember, on Wednesday, there are two live chats on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. There is the 3 p.m. Eastern Time live chat that's ownership, daily fantasy bets, anything you want to talk about. And then 8 15 PM Eastern Time is the Jock Market Power Hour. It's stock market DFS. It's fun. It's awesome. And there is a huge deposit bonus this week uh because it's Super Bowl week. So really big week in that world as well. So join me for that. Um but otherwise yeah let's get to it. Let's kick this off with my simulated results and and quite honestly um, this was a pretty tight simulation. You know, a, a lot of weeks we get uh, somebody in the 10%, maybe 12% chance to, to win the golf tournament. The, the highest win percentage that I got in these simulations was Justin Thomas at 7.5%. Uh, and if you're aware of what his odds are, uh, and he's going to win this golf tournament 7.5% of the time, He's unbettable, uh, right? Because the the odds would indicate that he's going to win it closer to 11.5% of the time. So while he still has uh, the largest share, his share is not necessarily good enough to be able to bet. At least by simulation results, of course, we can go through anecdotally and we can talk through some of the pros and cons of this simulation and things like that. But this event was simulated 1,000 times. I actually did get a fairly even Distribution of of outcomes, which might be a bit indicative of some of the scoring here, and and how how uh, stable it has been. How the closing stretch of holes can create a bit of chaos, though, right? Like the winning score has been stable, but you can get a little bit of chaos in the last five holes or so. So when the simulation looks at those birdie bogey rates for like the par five fifteenth, uh, sixteen is just a very you know, without the fans, right? A very straightforward uh, par three. Then you have the drivable par four with water on the left. So, I mean, there are fireworks down the stretch, and I think that's being reflected at least a little bit in some of the the, the chaos and some of the even distribution that you might be able to see. Xander Shoffley coming in... Um, kind of second here, right? Winning this golf tournament 5.2% of the time in my simulations, uh, above Rory, above Rom, above Webb Simpson. That that to me is a breakthrough. You know, I don't think I've seen Xander's win share this high. I'd have to go back and look at other uh, past simula- simulation results. I don't remember Xander coming in this high, and I really do think it is an indication of the fact that he has uh, really been on this unstoppable run of golf. He hasn't won, but he's done everything but win. He just essentially broke through at a golf course last week that he hasn't had a lot of success at, Torrey Pines. Now he goes to a course where he does have decent results. So I understand why the simulation is almost giving Xander an extra nod, almost saying you broke through, you exercised some demons at Torrey Pines, and now you are getting the benefit of the doubt moving forward, which is kind of an interesting thing to see in action. If you want to talk in terms of of, of value here, so when you compare my simulation results to the actual likelihood that a golfer is going, uh, or or the odds makers imply that he's going to win the golf tournament, you know, Joel Damon actually pops up as, quote unquote, the best value. Now, I have him winning this 1.3% of the time, which is still very little, but odds makers have him winning about half of that, uh, uh, 0.6% of the time. So... That would be the biggest value. There is movement or at least indication for me that someone like Harris English or someone like Sam Burns might be a really good bet. You know, Harris English is just a couple of starts removed from a victory. I have him winning the simulation 3.7% of the time. Odds makers, 3.4%, so just a tiny bit of juice there. And then Sam Burns is really interesting because, you know, he... (laughs) Has burned a lot of us, right? Fantasy players uh, with the way he opened up at the American Express, but he played phenomenal on Friday, still missed the cut there. Played great for three days last week. uh, Got himself in the final group at Torrey Pines before kind of imploding. So he's played, what's that? Six rounds. Four of them have been awesome, really awesome rounds. Two of them have been terrible. Uh, So the simulation looks at the upside. Right. You know, how can if he puts four rounds together, what is what does that upside look like? Which is why you see him coming in, you know, just below Matthew Wolf. Same same winning odds as Siwoo Kim for this week because of that upside. So I I understand it. And and if you're betting pure outrights. Someone like a Sam Burns is incredibly interesting because of of that volatility. Now, is he going to go out and shoot a seventy seven in the opening rounds again? I don't know. Highly unlikely, but you know, it's the the good stuff when, when he's on is is really really good for Sam Burns. So I'll be you know always straight up with you. You know the the, the simulation didn't find a lot of value this week. Um, now I noticed what I noticed when I was looking at the betting board is a couple of things. I, I think that. I don't, well, I don't know that maybe odds makers are really trying to take advantage of a, of the money that's going to be wager on the Super Bowl this week. You know, there's going to be a lot of people in the app trying to figure out what's going on, placing a lot of bets for this week. And I noticed that a lot of not the top guys, but basically after the top 10, 12 guys in the field, the odds were really long. And we'll talk about some of those guys um, who don't have a lot of win equity, but I think their numbers are still much too long. So, so anecdotally, as we kind of move over to the uh, the betting board a bit, and I'll just pull up um, DraftKings here. I'm not affiliated with DraftKings. Uh, I don't even live in a state that I can make wagers on on DraftKings. I usually go through William Hill or uh, Circa, or I go down to one of the casinos and place a bet or whatever. But uh, just for for reference, just so I have it easy because I like the way they display the odds here you know you have your top guys you have your rom your thomas your xander your rory your web that's kind of tier one and then you have just a small tier two and then you start getting into like the 50s very quickly the 70s very quickly you know scrolling down there's a guy i want to talk about who's still 175 to one or 200 to one so um let's let's look at this board a little bit you know anecdotally i've i've focused on web simpson um remember the the uh, the positive COVID test. He was working back from that. He was getting back into shape. He gets to Y He probably should have ran away with that golf tournament still finishes uh, in a tie for fourth. Obviously Webb is a great fit for TPC Scottsdale. He's going to defend his crown here this week. Um, also, I think anytime we're going to get this number right here, the Zala Taurus at 50 to one, and maybe I can zoom in on this, make it a little bit easier to read. The Zalatoris, a 50 to 1 number. Um, you know, go back, watch the DFS video. I am uh just an absolute big time believer in this kid. He's gonna win. I don't know if it's here, but if they're gonna keep hanging 50s and they're gonna keep giving us what is this? Five to one, four and a half to one for the top ten number, I'm gonna continue to to hammer that. Um I, I do like this I, I much I think I like the Sam Burns outright number more than I do his uh fantasy prospects for this week. It was kind of a similar story to Brooks Kepka last week. Now Brooks Kepka crashed and, and burned last week, but uh I we knew that was in the range of outcomes, right? And we know that's in the range of outcomes for Sam Burns. A lot of miscut equity, but he does have, I don't know what I want to call this, final group equity, right? I'm mean, using the final group last week. So um that to me is 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 much riskier uh, and much better suited for an outright than it is for a a, uh, a DFS or like a one and done or something that you want to make sure you, you, you get a lot of money from. There's going to be a lot of steam on Henrik Norlander. You know, this number hasn't moved, uh, since it opened. So it opens at 125 to one, go back, watch that DFS video, Henrik Norlander, you know, second in strokes, gained T to green last week. He finished second, he finished 12th the week before he's going to be one of the more popular golfers on the slate. So kind of the, um, Inverse of how I feel about Sam Burns, I would rather – no, I guess it's the same as I feel about Sam Burns. I'd rather bet it than play him in an outright – or play him in a DFS lineup because DFS, I care about game theory, right? I care about how many other people are going to own him. I I care that if he's going to miss the cut and he's going to be 25% owns and how that impacts my lineups. But for an outright, especially because this number hasn't moved, I don't care if other people are getting in on 125. I don't care if other people are getting in on 18-1 to to finish inside the top 5. I don't care if other people are getting in at 8-1 to to finish inside the top 10. As long as that number moves, I don't really care. So uh, a a similar situation where I'd rather take Norlander here than play him on DraftKings or in any of my other lineups. Um, But this to me, and, and I kind of tease this a bit. Uh, on the DFS video, this to me, Sebastian Munoz, 175 to 1, is the most egregiously wrong number. Now, pump the brakes and realize that his number should probably be like 80. should probably be 80 to 1. So it still only means he's going to win 1.5% of the time, something like that. Uh, But that is, his number is twice as long here. So uh, it is still a very small chance that Sebastian Munoz Wins this golf tournament, but this number is probably twice as long as it should be. You know, I I pulled just the raw strokes gains numbers. So, so not the measured events. Every single round. And I was looking since the restart. And I said, okay, who are the guys who have been the best since the restart? Sebastian Munoz was eighth in strokes gained total. All rounds. Not measured rounds. Eighth. He's being priced as like the 60th best golfer um, this is very clearly the most incorrect number it will probably not come to fruition because it's golf it's volatile these are all still long shots but that number is very wrong and uh, I hope that Munoz comes in and cashes it because I'll have 175 ticket and then you go for I mean there are there are names down here that I would be interested in you know Doc Redmond I'm always going to be interested in Doc. Doc's had a couple of poor weeks in a row. Uh, he made the cut at the American Express. Didn't do much after that. He misses the cut at Tory Pines. He lost some. He lost strokes putting, uh, two strokes putting in the the only round that we had measured for him. Now his now his salary is depressed on DraftKings. His odds are depressed. He's now two hundred to one. This is a guy who has multiple top ten finishes this season already. Who uh, relies on his ball striking. We know that TPC Scottsdale begs for approach players. So, um, you know, forty to one to. To finish inside the top 10, 16 to 1 to finish inside the, th- I'm sorry, flip that. 40 to 1 to finish inside the top 5, 16 to 1 to finish inside the top 10 is is absolutely bonkers. Richie Warinsky, he was a winner last year. Denny McCarthy's chart trying to figure it out a little bit. I, I'm just so surprised. Uh, Matthew Neesmith, 300 to 1. Again, normally when I come on to DraftKings and I start getting down into these really scrubby guys that I never want to play, You're talking about 200 to one. You're talking about 250 to one. Uh, it it would be unreasonable for me to find somebody that I'm actually interested in throwing a couple of dollars on at 175, 200, 250, 300. That would be insane to me. So I don't know if it is, it is Super Bowl related. Uh, but I, I just noticed a ton of really long numbers this week that, um, Probably won't come in, but I will certainly be sprinkling because I, I I don't remember seeing it like this before. All right, let's do some matchups. Uh, one of my favorite tools on the entire site, this uses the raw strokes gain number so we don't miss any single round. And it um, looks at how often a, one golfer is going to beat another golfer in a four-round matchup. So I'm looking through some of the options here and immediately... The one that jumps off the screen at me that I have to know the answer to is Webb Simpson versus Daniel Berger. These are two guys that I love. Uh, They are two guys I love this week. I'm interested to see how the model actually grades them out, so let's plug in Webb Simpson versus Daniel Berger. All right, so Webb is minus 118 on DraftKings. I have him at minus 126, winning this matchup about 55% of the time, so uh unfortunately he's he gets the nod but i don't think this is very bettable um burger i have he should be plus 126 he's minus 106 so the juice eats you up there so unfortunately that's not something you'd want to bet i do like both of those guys this week here's another one john rom versus justin thomas um the heavyweights I, i mean anytime you can get justin thomas at plus or i guess it's even money plus he's plus 100 You gotta think that's pretty good, but wow, Rom has just been that much better. So I have Rom; he should be minus one twenty. He's minus one twenty-five. Justin Thomas, I have him should be plus one twenty. He's plus one hundred. So again, juice eats you alive. You can't. You can't bet this. I'm stunned to see that um, John Rom has been essentially that much better than. Justin Thomas during this one year stretch that I'm looking at. Now I could go back further, but that is um that's pretty incredible. That's 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 good stuff there. Let me see if I can find one that we can actually bet. And I had to go deep, but this might be um this might be the one here. So John Huh versus Chris Kirk. I have Chris Kirk, he should be about minus 118. That's actually what John Huh is. So I actually think that um the DraftKings kings has these two flipped uh and and chris kirk should actually be the favorite here he should be 118 and 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 john ha should be the minus 106 so not a ton of value out there but um chris kirk over john ha would be the one that i would be most interested in uh let's talk through some one and done so in the run good one and done, um, we've we've got uh, uh, some movement at the top here. So so a storm of shanks, six hundred thousand dollar lead over Brandon K nine. Jay Key is in third. Keys open doors. I wonder if those two know each other. Key and Keys open. Uh, and then Rex Grant rounding out the top five for the. Um, the season long standings. Then of course you can go down to the bottom here and you can see, you know, segment two, for example, here I am. I'm lurking here in segment two. I've moved up to 61st overall and I am lurking in segment two. So I've got, I've still got some work to do, but uh, I'm hanging around, hanging around. Uh, now, most of you, now we started this at the start of the season. So most of you are probably like, this is your fourth week, right? So in the big um, you know, fantasy, uh, what's it called? Fantasy golf championships or carbon contests. Uh, those like, uh, you know, I've made three picks thus far doing, doing well at the moment, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Obviously a lot of golf to be played. When we look at options for waste management, um, I think that uh, Hideki is certainly going to be popular, right? You know, when we start talking about Who are good options for one and done uh, across the entire season? Hideki at Waste Management, Webb at Wyndham, Rory at Eastlake, Patrick Cantlay at Shriners, uh, DJ at Pebble Beach. Like It's almost guys you earmark for specific tournaments, and here we are. We're we're at one of those tournaments, so Hideki is certainly going to be uh, viable, and he's certainly going to be picked a lot. Back-to-back wins for Hideki in 16-17, runner-up finish, another top 10, and a couple more top 20s. I mean, this this is the guy, right? And I don't know if you really care about his lead-in form because uh, you know, Hideki has kind of shown us that he flips switches, right? And it's almost impossible to pre- predict when the good stuff's coming. It's almost pro- po- uh, impossible to predict when the bad stuff's coming. So I think Hideki's going to be very popular this week. Um, I-, I think that... Using web again is kind of an interesting strategy if you have them available. Although you might have used them at Sony, um, but if you have web available, I think there's going to be a lot of people who opt to use web at Wyndham, like I said, which I think is a good spot. If you're not going to use them here, you should probably use them at Windom um, or even like RBC Heritage, something like that. I'm considering using web here. I'm I'm like pretty. Sure, he's gonna win this golf tournament. <laughs> like, like if he doesn't, I just think he's he just never plays himself out of anything. And you look at Rom, Xander, JT, Rory, the guys above him, kinda of wanna save those guys, right? Kinda of wanna give Rory more time to figure it out. Uh JT who's coming off a miscut, you know, you could roll him out literally any major, any WGC get that, get those big bucks. Same with Xander, same with Rom. So um I, I think it's viable to play Webb here, but I think in a vacuum, um, maybe the smartest play, like if you wanted to save Webb, if you thought that his is is his expected value was better elsewhere, uh, and you could kind of make it up, play a little money ball, Bubba Watson might be the guy. And and I spent a lot of time talking about him um, in the DFS preview because. He's been hitting it so well off the tee. He's been hitting his irons really well. And we always talk about Bubba tracks, right? We know the courses. It's TPC River Highlands. It's Genesis, which is what? In two weeks. And it's, excuse me, Augusta National. Now you're not going to use Bubba at Augusta National, right? Because he's not that type of player anymore. And you want to get all your money at the Masters. So you rule that out. So a lot of people just end up using Bubba at Riviera, which again, there's a lot of big names there. Probably don't need to play Bubba. Or... At TPC River Highlands, which is where everybody uses Bubba. Well, you could use other guys at TPC River Highlands. There's going to be plenty of them later in the summer. Uh, but without a victory, Bubba's been unbelievable here. He's been piling up top tens. I um, think he has two runner-up finishes. He finished third and fourth the year before. So if you want to get Bubba on a Bubba track, which you do, and you want to get him coming in in, in decent form, which he is. I mean, he missed the cut last week, but still gained strokes off the tee in his one round at the south course. Um this might be the spot. This might be the spot. So I will probably not take Hideki. I will probably take either Bubba or Webb, depending on my situation, depending on what I'm trying to accomplish. But those are really some intriguing plays, I think. Um, so yeah, let me know what you think. Who are you taking? Tweet me, at Rick Good. Leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. I'll talk to you guys soon.